The Winnipeg Jets have a very busy offseason ahead of them, and there are three things that they're going to need to do on their to-do list, and uh, it's not going to be an easy run. We all know that the Jets offseasons have traditionally been a little bit on the boring side, but this year we might be in for a wild ride. We'll dive into what three things are on my personal checklist for this upcoming Winnipeg Jets offseason, all coming right up on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. Or locked on the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey friends and welcome to tonight's episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. As always, thanks for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcasting platforms and YouTube. Doing so is completely free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode. But most of all, we just really love and appreciate your support. Tonight's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use promo code Locked On NHL for $20 off your first purchase. Stay tuned to hear more about how Game Time can save you money and frustration when you're buying those next big event tickets. Now, like I said, tonight's episode, we're going to be focusing on a, uh, a personal checklist that I have for this Win- Winnipeg Jets offseason. This is going to be one of the bigger offseasons in recent memory. Obviously, the one with Paul Maurice leaving was pretty big as it was. But now the Jets are suddenly finding themselves in a rather unknown position, a, a rather, I would say, unfamiliar stretch of territory, right? Because Winnipeg only has a, a couple of guys through uh, the next few seasons under contract. After this upcoming year, the Jets are going to be a totally different team, most likely. And so getting all of this taken care of, uh, taken care of ahead of time and sort of strategizing how to start filling the gaps is going to be crucial to whatever it is the Jets intend to do next season. Now, I think the biggest question that I have is decide, you know, the, the first thing on this checklist is decide what your objective is this season, right? Are you competing or are you rebuilding? Now, in my mind, I don't think the Jets have any intention of rebuilding unless it's clear that they're not going to make the postseason. That, for me, is a little bit concerning insofar as the Jets have a bunch of expiring contracts. And if Winnipeg, say, makes the playoffs right, I think the biggest concern that I have is, well, say you make the postseason. How far do you realistically think the team is going to get? Maybe they win a round. Maybe they win two. But if you don't win the cup, suddenly you're now faced with a bunch of expiring contracts and uh, unrestricted free agents. And if you didn't trade them away, what value are you likely to get out of it? Because the Jets probably can't afford to bring everyone back. And I don't even know if it's all that advisable to resign everyone. You know, Connor Hellebuck for me, I, I would hand him a blank check if it was me. And I'd love to keep him around. But I think the reality is, you know, with the business decisions looming and the direction of the team seemingly gearing towards the future, Hellebuck doesn't really fit the current Jets timeline. But that's from my personal perspective. I think the biggest question that I have and and sort of the one that has been bugging me is, you know, what is this Winnipeg Jets future direction, right? 
over the next couple of seasons, how is the team going to navigate not only the roster situations, but sort of the weird contract situations as the Jets are both trying to remain competitive and save money? I think that for me is a very troubling notion because I don't know that the Jets have shown a great ability to balance both at the same time over the past couple of years. Uh, We all know that the Jets recently have generally been spending more towards the cap than they are saving. They still do some penny pitching moves, but for the most part, you know, this team has very much uh, cashed in in terms of salaries and cap hits. So I guess this offseason, you know, Share a vision for the future of this team. What is your direction going forward? That for me is like the biggest question because it informs not only next season, but every season after that, probably for the next five to 10 years. And I don't think that the question is necessarily easy and linear as much as I think it would make a lot of sense to start thinking more about the future than the present. The Jets have a lot of financial concerns and stakes involved with making the playoffs and whether you agree or not. The reality is very simply that, you know, just making the playoffs would be considered successful for the Jets. I think Winnipeg is very much setting expectations at a very modest level. Uh, I say modest, but for me, it's probably low. You know, just putting some butts in the seats for a couple of games at home would probably be very satisfying for them, especially after a year long uh, season of hopefully better attendance. Um, But, you know, for me, I can't imagine that the fan base is really that enthused to see the Jets run it back with the same group. Uh, So if the Jets are thinking about rebuilding, well, then you better start get selling, right? I think, you know, the next couple of weeks as we get closer to the NHL entry draft are going to be the sorts of moments where we see Winnipeg maybe is starting to gear up more towards um, selling off expiring assets like Shifley, Dubois, Hellebuck, players of that nature. If they're trying to stay competitive, though, and they want to add, well, then you'd better start getting some of those draft picks and prospects out and uh, thinking about the longer term future. Because, you know, I I think the Jets are going to try and make some smaller moves to try and bolster the roster. But if if they're trying to do that and be competitive, I just don't really see how that's going to benefit the team long term. Winnipeg cannot be I guess, satisfied to do a lot of really small stuff. I really feel like that would be a mistake. If you're trying to compete and actually be good, you need to swing for the fences. This past season was kind of the year to do that, but Winnipeg very clearly didn't. And uh, now we're in a weird spot where the Jets have an okay roster, but not one that I think is outstanding. And if they want to hit that next echelon, they're going to have to pony up. And I, I just don't see where the Jets are getting not only the draft capital to do that, but also the cap uh, and, and and salary. I think Winnipeg is trying to save money. And if that's the case, you can't do that and be competitive under most circumstances. So a really big question, the, the biggest thing on their checklist to figure out because everything else on the checklist and really for the Jets in general follows that decision. In just a little bit, we'll talk about a couple more things on my checklist. Uh, some of them are more uh, at a tactical level. Some of them are more Uh, I guess, philosophical and broader in nature. But before we go any further, I do want to shout out our friends and partners at Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite event, whether it's a sports event or a music show, really shouldn't be uh, as frustrating and expensive and as annoying as it is. And that's why Game Time is here to help. A lot of you are probably used to not only buying crappy seats, but also having trouble accessing tickets or occasionally even paying surcharges that you weren't expecting. GameTime helps you get last minute and flash ticket deals with their wonderful app that also gives you uh, in arena or venue seat view. So 
Not only are you getting the best prices on your tickets, you're also getting a pretty good perspective on where you're actually sitting and what your view is like. Because the last thing anyone wants to do is blindly buy a ticket for like a couple hundred bucks and find out that, yep, you're sitting behind a giant pillar. Just ask Boston Red Sox fans what that experience is like. But of course, you know, game time understands that sometimes pricing mistakes and things do happen. And if you find a ticket in the same row and section for less, game time will refund you 110% of the difference as credit. Where else are you going to find a great guarantee like that? Download the game time app today and be sure to use promo code locked on NHL when you're creating an account so that you get $20 off your first purchase. Again, create an account and redeem code locked on NHL for $20 off. Terms and conditions apply. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Everydayers, thank you for rejoining us on tonight's show. I'm just doing a bit of a quick run through on a couple of things for my personal checklist for this Winnipeg Jets offseason. Obviously, the first one is the biggest, right? It was deciding whether you want to rebuild or compete. And I think that is going to be um, a very clear uh, answer from the Jets in terms of being competitive. But I think from you know my, my own personal opinion, I'm not really sure that that is the direction that I would feel strongly uh, to pursue, right? I think the Jets at this point, you know, it can you really be that competitive with this team as it is? I just, I don't know. Um, my personal thought is no, I think Winnipeg is average-ish or above average in some areas, but also mediocre in a few too many components to really be competitive. But, you know, Winnipeg is going to do Winnipeg. And I think that is at the end of the day, uh, the thing that we all just sort of have to accept uh, being a, a fan of this team. They unfortunately do uh, like to maintain the status quo. So that all being the case, I think the second thing on my checklist is to decide what to do with Pierre-Luc Dubois. If you're trying to be competitive, right, I do wonder if you actually hold off on trading him. Now, my personal thought is you need to get Dubois to another team as soon as humanly possible. You can't let the value on his deal start to decline. I think you know the, the longer that you kick this can down the road, the worse it's going to get. But assuming that the Jets want to come back with roughly the same roster this year that they had last season, well, Dubois is probably going to be a player that would be pretty hard to replace if you're not getting a very clear roster player back. And how many teams are willing to give you a good one in exchange for him? That, I think, is a harder question to answer. Maybe Montreal is. Maybe Carolina would. I don't know. I think, you know, a lot of people will say, well, why wouldn't these teams just wait till he hits free agency? And I think the biggest problem with that sort of thinking is that in the NHL, right, uh, you know, if you let somebody get to free agency, you may find yourself on the wrong end of a bidding war. And if you're maybe trading a couple of futures and assets that don't really fit your long-term vision, but you acquire somebody who very much improves your team in the immediate present and actually didn't cost you all that much in assets, you'd rather take the plunge there and make sure that you get first negotiating rights because once other teams with a lot more cash start talking to these players, you might find yourself that you get priced out really quick and you end up with nothing. So I think in Dubois' case, you know, there are uh, probably a handful of teams that he would be more than happy to uh, sign an extension with. That team is not going to be Winnipeg. I think he definitely wants out, uh, which I can't blame him. I mean, it wasn't really his choice to come here uh, to begin with. But for Winnipeg, I think the longer that they let this whole situation 
kind of percolate, the worse it could get if they run into the Jacob Trouba situation. Now, to Winnipeg's credit, the Trouba return was not half bad. Uh, actually ended up not being the worst uh, outcome possible, but they probably did sacrifice maybe a little little bit of quality or something, um, having to take the Rangers' offer later. That said, again, they still got a fair enough return for what they did. Um, I think the cop trade is a better example of how Winnipeg could really do well at the trade deadline. I think that deal was fantastic, and it seems like you know Morgan Barron is a real player. So, yeah, the Jets did well there. But I think the longer that Winnipeg lets this this Dubois question kind of hang, I think it's going to get worse and worse. So deal with it this summer. Try and figure out what your plan is. Um, I'd prefer him to definitely not... Uh, be retained in terms of like his trade value, just because, you know, if you, again, if you try and just let him sit through another season, you do it like another one year extension. I just don't think it favors the jets in this case. Uh, and even trying to remain competitive, I think it'd be better if you uh, find another team that could maybe give you a half decent roster player back. It's not like Dubois was a game changer in the postseason, anyways. So him departing, probably not the worst outcome, but Again, it'll depend on how Winnipeg sees this upcoming competitive season. The last thing on my checklist is really uh, a tactical one, and that is to fix the power play. Winnipeg's season kind of came to a grinding halt in part because the special teams, uh, more specifically the power play, was just awful. And it's really a weird thing because the Jets' power play should actually be pretty darn good. Uh, the 5v5 scoring, when that drives up, dries up, you got to find other ways to take advantage. And if you have a power play that is juiced and, and really stacked the way that Winnipeg's uh, power play is, it doesn't really make sense that it's so stagnant and crappy looking. I mean, the Jets' power play really was pathetic this year, uh, which it just shouldn't be. I mean, this team has way too much talent to be as static and as predictable as it was. But Winnipeg did a lot of perimeter plays. Uh, I saw not a lot of off-the-puck movement, which I think really puts um, defenders at ease. If Winnipeg isn't creating good overlaps and stuff, suddenly these PK Diamonds can just park the bus and not really have to worry about anything. Just block a few shots and call it a day. And I think that, for me, it's not good enough. The Jets can do better. I think Winnipeg very much knows that. And if the Jets' power play is even halfway decent, suddenly next year the the, the playoffs look like a much more realistic uh, option. Now, I don't know if it's really going to get resolved this year, uh, this summer. I, I mean, I imagine that the most of the coaching staff comes back, and if the same folks running the power play are doing it again, you know, it, just prepare yourself for another uh, season of a very bad power play with a low finishing rate. But maybe they surprise me. Maybe they do something big. Uh, all I can say is I can't sit there and watch the Jets' power play do what it did this season uh, for yet another year. But you know how it is when Winnipeg runs it back, they, they really do run it back. Now, while the Jets have a lot to do, obviously, you know, the NHL playoffs are still ongoing. And closing us out tonight, I just thought I'd give you a quick update on some of the series and how things have progressed so far. Hello, friends, and welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for joining us on tonight's show. We are just wrapping up really quickly with some uh, rapid updates from the Eastern and Western Conference Finals. Obviously, it is a, uh, a a nice prelude to what should be a pretty explosive Stanley Cup Finals. Now, the only problem is, is that there's been way too much overtime. Um, I, I know that it's only been a few games in, but dear Lord, could these teams solve things in regulation so that some of us can get to bed on time? 
Probably not. Uh, I'm very glad that I don't cover uh, some of these teams because, I mean, really, when they when they play overtime, right? Carolina, Florida, what was it like four overtimes? That's just way, way too much. Uh, I think I think we can all kind of agree that that might be a little bit insane. But currently, both of these series have sort of gone in. Um, you know, one direction for a couple of these teams. The Panthers have taken a commanding two two nothing series lead over the Carolina Hurricanes, and Vegas leads two nothing over Dallas. I wouldn't be shocked if that's a preview of the Stanley Cup Finals, Florida and Vegas. Um, I, I think for me, you know, the the Knights ending up kind of squeaking out a couple of wins in overtime and stuff. It's a little bit annoying. I mean, we've seen this before, right? 2017, 2018, the Jets got ousted and Vegas went on to the Stanley Cup finals. Winnipeg got ousted even earlier this year and Vegas might be on the verge of yet another Stanley Cup finals appearance. How frustrating is it to watch that Knights team consistently do well, despite finding itself on the wrong end of cap situations ever since they got Mark Stone, man. Um, This team has just found ways to sort of squeak through. And even when they get outplayed by Dallas or uh, have stretches where they haven't really been as, I would say, strong as they've been in previous years. They're still a really well-balanced team. They've got you know quality depth in many positions, and somehow they make players like Chandler Stevenson look like Wayne Gretzky. So all I can say is it's annoying. Uh, it'd be nice if the Stars can rally back in the series and at least extend it. I think I'd prefer you know an Eastern Conference champion this year, uh, but hey, I, you know it is what it is. The Knights, if they win the Cup, certainly deserve it. But as a Jets fan, I think we can all agree we really don't like Vegas. Um, As far as the Stars are concerned, I think I'm a little bit underwhelmed by them so far. I feel like, you know, a couple of missed opportunities here and there uh, really, you know, have put them in a bind. It's it's tough, you know, losing both games on the road in Vegas. It doesn't set you up for a particularly great run for the rest of the series. Uh, Only having to win two games... um, you know, for, for Vegas, that's, that's a tough one, man. Dallas is definitely under the gun here. And if they don't get both games at home, this is going to be a much shorter series than I think they were expecting. Similarly, the Canes are probably panicking right now because the Panthers have managed to outlast them in multiple outings. Uh, the second game, again, Matthew Duchuk did what Matthew Duchuk does and apparently scored. And that's just who he is. I mean, this guy is seemingly the, the rat that you can't put down. This guy, he's a player that you hate, but if he was on your team, he'd be your absolute favorite skater. The guy is such a dynamic attacking force. He's been uh, definitely the Conn Smythe favorite, I would say. And if he does actually help lead this Panthers team to a cup final uh, with Sergei Bobrovsky, you've got two very interesting choices for the Conn Smythe. Bobrovsky probably deserves it, to be honest, um, but it wouldn't shock me if Tuchuk also gets nods because he's had multiple game winners. He's been extremely effective at elevating this uh, Panthers top six, just a monster of a player. But if there's one guy that I think is really doing most of the heavy lifting this postseason, it's probably Bobrovsky. He's apparently found the fountain of youth. He's turned back time and he is dominating in net. So very interesting one, but I'd be curious to know who your Con Smythe pick is. Let me know in the comments below or at my social medias at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. For tonight's episode, though, that is going to be all the time that we have. Thanks so much for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. We will see you back here tomorrow. And uh, as always, thanks so much for listening. Have a great night and go Jets go.